Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, UK regulations and taxes. BlackRock has been trading Bitcoin and not telling anybody. And don't forget, April 1st, burritos or Bitcoins. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is April 1st. Happy April Fool's Day and National Burrito Day 2021. As we said in the past couple shows, I can't believe that this is happening. And this is why I keep talking about it. I need to make sure that all of the listeners are going to burritos or Bitcoin.com. Link is in the show notes and playing this game that Chipotle and Bitcoin are putting on. I know Bitcoin's not putting on. Bitcoin is just a thing. But Chipotle is giving away Bitcoin and burritos. So the thing is, you're going to go there, you're going to put in a code, you're going to try to unlock the reward, and the reward could be either $100,000 in burritos or one of three prizes of $25,000 in Bitcoin. $25,000 in Bitcoin could be $100,000 in Bitcoin in a couple months. You never know. It also could be $1,000 in Bitcoin. You also never know. But anyway, this is super exciting. I thought it was an April Fool's joke, but we see it being reported all over the place. It's even on the Chipotle website. It's legit. Don't forget to do this. It starts at 12 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, that's noon, or 9 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time. And now, those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11.20 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is in the number one spot, obviously, at $59,360, up 1% in 24. Ethereum's in the number two at $1,943.60, up 6%. Binance Coin is flying in the number three spot at $327.87, up 7% in 24 and 38% in seven days. Tether in the number four, Cardano number five at 120, up a half a percent, and Polkadot 3814, up 4% in 24. Total market cap, $1.9 trillion. Ooh, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. With the BTC dominance of 58.2%. In our first conversation today, we talked to Scott Cipollina, writer from Decrypt, UK Taxes and Financial Crimes Reporting. Decrypt's UK cryptocurrency correspondent, Scott Cipollina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me. I don't know if our editor-in-chief is going to be happy that I just gave you a title, but hey. <laughs> we'll roll with it. But we're going to be talking about two different items today. And one is going to be UK taxes and two is going to be UK's financial crimes reporting. But I want to get into those taxes first, man. It says right here in your headline that you wrote because you're a UK cryptocurrency correspondent. UK tax authority updates its crypto tax advice to include staking. Tell me about this, sir. So the way that this works is uh, Her Majesty's Revenue and Customs, which is HMRC, the UK's tax authority, They've updated their tax advice to include cryptocurrency staking. That means that if you're a UK crypto holder, that update is basically relevant to you. Um, according to the new guidance, um, the staking activity will be determined um, whether or not or what would be determined as a taxable trade based on certain variables that include, for example, the, the commercial nature of the activity. Uh, there are other factors like the nature of the organization that's relevant. Um, if it's not considered to be a taxable trade, then the pound sterling value of the staking awards that are received 
get taxed as miscellaneous income. Now, there's a, there's a potentiality here for someone who has been staking to have to pay capital gains tax. So the way that capital gains tax works in the UK is that, say, you or I, Matt, have, have earned some rewards from staking, capital gains tax could be relevant to the profit that you make from that staking activity. So say I buy Bitcoin at, at price A, and then it jumps up to point to price B. The profit that I make when I sell at price B is the profit that gets taxed via capital gains tax. So there is a bunch of different ways that cryptocurrency staking can now be taxed in the UK. Um, just to clarify one thing is you're going to have the, if you get staking rewards and you hodl those staking rewards, uh, the, the staking rewards are already some sort of income or some sort of taxable event. But then if you hodl them and they go up, say from price A to price B, that is also a taxable event, capital gains tax, if you sell at the upper price B. Am I correct with this? Mostly correct. The gains that you make from cryptocurrency staking at the very beginning, whether or not you sell them, the selling is irrelevant at this particular moment. Whatever gains you make or whatever staking activity you undertake, that is determined to be taxable based on whether or not it's it's it amounts to a trade, basically. That that is the that that's the the sort of the phraseology that HMRC has used. And again, that qualification, a taxable trade, is determined by a, by several number of a several number of factors. So basically, we have to approach this on a case by case basis. Understood. Understood. The next thing that came out of the UK recently was that they now require crypto companies or crypto firms to report financial crimes. Can you explain about this? Yeah, well, not necessarily. Well, I suppose financial crimes by definition, yes. But basically what, what that means is crypto, crypto asset businesses that are registered and operating in the UK now have to submit annual financial crime reports to the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, which is the financial services regulator in the UK. Frankly, that's just you know part and parcel of what it's like to operate as any other kind of business in the UK. And what do these reports usually say? What, what do they really report so well, there's there's a there's a, a plethora really of things that these these reports tell the FCA. I mean, what one thing that it would do would be it would outline the relevant businesses' approach to financial crime risks. So there, we're talking about a wide plethora of different risks. Right, we're talking about money laundering, we're talking about terrorism financing, we're talking about fraud, uh, even bribery and corruption fall under the remit of of, of you know the the umbrella term financial crime. It will also include certain reporting activities that businesses will have done for that year. So for example, there's something that's called SARS, S-A-R. Um, that's a suspicious activity report. Whenever, say, a bank has noticed some sort of suspicious activity on behalf of one of its clients, it would file a suspicious activity report. The financial crime reporting at the end of the year will determine or rather would capture the data of how many SARS, how many suspicious activity reports the bank has filed over a 12-month period. So there's a lot of data that a financial crime report will we'll be giving over to the FCA every single year. Uh, one of the things that, you know, we would anticipate the crypto community, which is, you know, very libertarian in, in its nature to, to be upset about, would be that this would perhaps risk providing in, in someone's eyes excessive amounts of personal data over to a regulator. But again, this is something that, that is very normal for most businesses that, that operate and are registered under the FCA in the UK. And final question with this is, this is super interesting. What would the FCA do with this information and how could it affect uh, these crypto firms? So to answer the first question, the FCA needs these reports in, a, in order to understand financial crime risks across different industries in the financial services industry in the UK more holistically. To answer the second point of your question, what this might mean for firms, when a firm 
provides financial crime reporting or any other kind of reports to the FCA every year, um, if the FCA finds that they are failing on their regulatory requirements, the FCA has a whole array of things that it can do to basically discipline that 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 firm. The, the, the phrase in, in regulation is enforcement. Um, the FCA can enforce re- requirements being upheld and that can come by way of fines. Um, it can come by way of enhanced supervision, which means that people from the FCA physically go to the office and, and have like, you know, random on-site visits to make sure that everything's going fine. And the worst sort of consequence here is if a firm fails to be compliant over a period of time and, and, and the, the transgressions are deemed to be significant enough, then a firm can just lose its license. So it's a very big deal if a firm doesn't do what it's meant to do under its FCA license. Very big deal. Scott Cipollina, UK cryptocurrency correspondent. Thank you for coming on the show and talking about the UK today. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. And in today's headlines, if you guys remember the weekend teased last week that a new song living in the NFT space was coming soon. The last time we saw the weekend, he was pointing at cardboard cutouts of fans at the Super Bowl halftime show. But he tweeted, exciting to announce that my first NFT drop was taking place on Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Nifty gateway the collection will feature new music and limited edition art i developed this art with strange loop studios click on the link in the show notes go to the weekend's tweet and click on the gif that he posted it looks pretty dope i hope we're not sticker shocked by what he's going to charge for these nfts but i think we're going to be in for a treat it's gonna be quality In January, SEC filings investment firm blackrock indicated that it could add bitcoin futures to its funds down the road It turns out it already has. In new SEC filings from today, the BlackRock Global Association Fund indicated that it held 37 future contracts for the Chicago Mercantile Exchange worth nearly $360,000. This is a super small percent of BlackRock's total funds under management. How much do they have under management? $9 trillion of assets under management. And they're going to get into Bitcoin? Yeehaw. And finally... The film, Godzilla vs. Kong, by the way, it just got released yesterday. I'm excited to watch it. HBO Max, I can stream it tomorrow. Actually, I'm going to try to stream it tonight. I want to see Godzilla vs. Kong. How can you not like big monsters fighting each other? Another good one was Pacific Rim, Robots vs. Monsters. (laughs) Dope. Dope. Anyway, the film, Godzilla vs. Kong, has been released alongside three related NFT drops. This is a first for Hollywood, NFTs, and Hollywood. Boss Logic's posters of Godzilla vs. Kong launched today on Maker's Place, along with artwork on Terra Virtua and card packs from Tops. And that was the Decrypt Daily today. Thank you for listening. My name is Matthew Deemer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. You can send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. And I will see you tomorrow for listener questions. Happy hodling, everybody. 